This is Let's Get Real with your realtor hosts, Mallory Myers and Rob Calabro, talking real life and real estate. All right, from the Buckeye State to the Sunshine State, this is Let's Get Real. We are back live, <laughs> well, live to us, not to the people that are going to hear it, but yeah. um, awesome. How are you, Mal? I'm good. It feels good to be back. It feels good to see your face. It yeah. feels like it's been a long time. Yeah, it feels like that. Although it's probably not been that long, but it feels no, like No, it's probably been like a couple of weeks, but it feels a lot longer. Yeah, but the market is uh, different than the last time we talked. Yeah. The seasons are changing. Things are a little different. For you, so. it's 90 degrees here still. Yeah. November but hey, 1st. I, we haven't talked since you guys went through the, the hurricane. So, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So, you, you, I don't know. G- give us a quick update on um, that and how Florida, how your area is right now after that has happened. So, fortunately, and very, very, very fortunate, um, Tampa pretty much got out without a scratch. Like many people, um, didn't even lose power, didn't have a tree limb down. Some did, some did lose power for a couple of days. Some did have some big trees come down, but in the grand scheme of what was projected to hit us, like didn't. Um, and it ended up making landfall about two hours South, nice. um, at our, you know, in Fort Myers and Naples and mm-hmm. in that area. Mm-hmm. And Tampa kind of holds a lot of grief um and survivor's guilt because like the next day it was beautiful out the whole next week it was beautiful out the weather was like in the 60s and sunny and um it was really hard for us to enjoy that knowing Mm -hmm. that the destruction that hit our neighbors and how devastating it was to them um and how it was projected to hit us and didn't um so there tampa really went through a lot of interesting emotions and I say that as a collective because I saw all of you know the Facebook posts the businesses posting how they were going to come together and take all of what they bought to her you know for the hurricane prep and donate it so there was truckloads by so many different companies restaurants brokerages businesses independent you know just individuals who Mm -hmm. took everything they had as part of their hurricane prep and more obviously and donated it um and still are actually i was actually invited to go down on friday to help bring a load down nice. um so there's a lot of collective efforts to help uh, fort myers which is really awesome to see mm-hmm. um and to really show that we understand how lucky we were um and are and how to help our our people so it's definitely been a lot of emotions and knowing that you yeah. survived something that could have been so, I mean, where I lived and, and St. Pete could have been just completely off the map after that storm. And we are just a peninsula, right? That could have just been completely yeah. wiped out. Yeah. We got so lucky. It's, um, I'm glad to hear that you got, that you didn't have any major issues. You're right. There was a lot of people that, that didn't, weren't that fortunate. Um, yeah. But, so your parents have a house in Naples, right? Yeah. Benita Springs. Um, they were okay. As far as, uh, their property, I think they had to deal with some tree limbs down and things like that, but nothing major. Um, they have some good friends that are a little bit closer, like on the water and they, uh, have a lot of damage. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, it, they were just down there actually. Um, and 
certain just say like certain areas really not in great shape but a lot of it was was lucky like you were saying and their neighborhood was lucky so it was good that's good i'm glad to hear that yeah it's wild even inglewood um inglewood is you know very close to that area in venice beach and and Mm -hmm. they really got it bad too and people um evacuated down there and by the time they knew the storm was coming there they couldn't evacuate back for safety i mean that's what's so sad is that people went there because they thought it was safe and then they got completely wrecked so it's just tough it felt like that was we were following it pretty well uh pretty tightly because we were actually at at that time on vacation down on the east coast in um south carolina and uh so we were like should we leave or should we go like and we yeah. ended up leaving early um and they did they got hit by a pretty bad um storm but it, it wasn't like anything like some of the places that got damaged yeah yeah i think by the time it hit you it was like a tropical storm mm-hmm. or, that's right yeah. um which is bad you know it definitely is good that you left early but mm-hmm. yeah I mean, the the projection of it and how it rotated, what's really wild is watching the time lapse of it all and how yeah. it's like going towards Tampa. And then it's like Mother Nature just blew on it and it just went shifted. Like, yeah. Wow. We're just incredibly lucky. Yeah. Well, um, good. Well, I'm glad you're safe and I'm glad that everybody you're uh, close with down there is doing well too with all of that. Thank um, you. Yeah. But you have been really busy lately. So uh, what do you let's before we shift into talking about the market and talking about rates, let's just talk about your business and and my business and just kind of what are you seeing right now? Yeah. So right now it's an interesting time. And I know that we'll discuss the interest rates. Um, It is slower on the buyer's end. Mm -hmm. um, And I am definitely working with more sellers at the time. Um, so a couple buyers got some buyers under contract recently, so they are still moving. They are still buying, obviously. Mm -hmm. Mm Um, so yeah, it's definitely been, um, a a very abundant season. It's been good. Mm Um, I, I, I try really hard to educate buyers. So I, you know, I can tell them about this market and how to use it in your favor. Like, negotiating and having that buyer um, power at the moment. So, so far it's been pretty good. Um, it's been, uh, I think, what month are we in? October. Um, I, I had four November closings. 1st today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On November. Um, I had four closings in one week last month. So nice. that was a very busy, people were moving, people are buying, people are selling. So it hasn't been slow. Mm-hmm. Um, good. Yeah. Um, and you know, Columbus has been, uh, it has, it's slowed down a little bit. Um, and as you and I had talked about this earlier, but, um, the market sh- traditionally shifts in September, August, September, October in Columbus anyways. And I think a lot mm-hmm. of parts of the country for various reasons. Um, but it's not like there's a, like a staggering fallout or anything of that nature. And um, I'd seen this headline, actually I think it was this morning or yesterday morning, I clicked on it, it said, uh, home prices are dropping faster than they did in 2008. And then 
So that interested me because I hadn't really seen that in the market and I wanted to do some research as to what that actually meant. Um, And it turns out in this article, um, it was the the headline was definitely clickbait. They, They really were referencing like decrease month over month in specifically in the San Francisco Bay area. Mm-hmm. So it's not what it seemed, but I will, will say this, pr- the average sales price today in September in Columbus is lower than it was in July of this year, which mm-hmm. a lot of people would point to that and say this, that means that prices are, are dropping. But if you go back, which I did, and I looked at 17, 18 and 19 compared July to September. And in each of those years, average sales price was higher in July than it was mm-hmm. in September. Yeah. So this is a normal market cycle, like an annual market cycle. Um, and taking the average sales price for just one month is, it's a good statistic, but it doesn't mm-hmm. tell you the whole story because right. there could be one property or a one like condo development or housing development or something that totally skews the market as far as the average or the median sales mm-hmm. price for that specific one 30 day period, which is why it's better to, to look at, you know, a longer uh, section of time to really try to gauge what it means for the market. And if you look at, I know I'm sure, sure your market is similar, maybe even better, but if you look at year over year data up to today, Columbus is up 10% in average uh, sales price and and um, month over month mm-hmm. this year, uh, October of 22 to October 21, we're up like, I forget what the number is. I checked it this morning, but it was like 12% or something. So across the board, home prices are still appreciating. Yeah. The average price might be a little bit lower in September than it was over the summer, but that's not something that really should surprise anybody. Yeah. And it just depends on who's selling and who's buying what. It doesn't necessarily mean anything. It's just, it's the average sales price of what homes are available that month. Right. It's going to be a lot different in September than it is in July because a lot more people are moving in July than in September. So that's where those changes come from. Yeah, you're right. I mean, so you have to, I mean, you can take um, data and create a, a point of view that you want to create based on that data, right. especially the the larger, um, you know, news outlets that want you to click on their article and read it, you know, home prices yeah. falling, you know, dropping out of the sky. That's a pretty intriguing thing to click yeah. on. Even I'm going to yeah. read that. Like, oh, yeah, anybody who anybody um, who uh, is involved is going to. Yeah, but that's not to say that there isn't, there hasn't been a shift because there has been. Right, there has rates, been. Rates mm-hmm. have increased. There is less demand in the marketplace today than there was six months ago or even four months ago. Um, but it's not, to, to, in my opinion, it's not something that is that you have to be, you know, scared about. It's just a natural... P- we're, we're facing a couple of things. We're facing a natural market cycle in the fall mm-hmm. on top of rising rates and changing demand. So there's, right. so there's multiple factors to consider with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you have to, there is, you have to be realistic about it. Yeah. The, you're not going to list your house in the same way today that you did in March of 22. Right. Yep. It really is true. It is, it's very different and it's up to us agents to educate everybody involved, our sellers, our buyers, and kind of set up the expectations and to um, educate 
you know, the people on to not be afraid of the rates and the media mm-hmm. and, and the prices are falling and the market's crashing. Right. And it's, that's just not the case at all. Um, yeah. So it, it is up to us and our responsibility to educate. Sure. It's not to say that there's not changes and there's not something different. And yeah, you've it doesn't be mean they're I mean, bad. Yeah, it's just different. Um, mm-hmm. So you mentioned, you know, you, you're working with quite a few sellers le- recently. What are you, what kind of conversations are you having with people who are interested in selling in your market right now? What are they concerned with and what are you optimistic about and what are you mm-hmm. pessimistic about? Yeah, so um, I'm very thankful to have clients who understand the market they're like i know the interest rates are a little bit higher i don't want to overprice my home Mm -hmm. i don't want to be one that keeps having to price decrease it um so that's been really lucky is them like knowing a little bit about that they're like i want to be realistic obviously i want to list my home for you know what you know a lot but like i don't want to be unrealistic and i think you know finding comps right now is really hard because what sold in August is going to be a lot different than how it sells in November. So we just kind of have to, you know, I kind of have been listing a little bit under what I would usually list a house for based on comps because we're in a different market and I don't want to be out there and aggressive when buyers are really struggling to afford certain things anyway, maybe. Right. So I kind of just um, expressed that, we don't want to be the home that lists up here and buyers are kind of just watching and we have to do a price decrease and a price decrease to finally get to here. Right. You know, let's start here and let the buyers tell us what they think it's worth after that. Yeah. Um, and they have been pretty cool with that. I mean, I'm not listing a hundred grand under, I'm not listing, you know, super, super low compared to what they would like. Um, I'm usually going five to 10 K under what I probably would list, you know, in August, um, just because we're in a different market. Um, and I would rather have two offers than no offers, you know? So it's, it's, um, just kind of setting up the expectations and letting them know that interest rates are higher. So we might not get an offer within 24 hours. You know, Mm -hmm. we're in a different, if I'm in in this new listing I have going live next week, it's around 800,000. Well, that's a, a different price point. Not everybody can afford an $800,000 home on top of rates and all that stuff. So we just kind of have to have that real conversation that it, it I'm going to do whatever I can to get it sold in that first weekend. Mm-hmm. But please know that we are in a shifting market. It's a little bit different. So we kind of just have to wait and see. Yeah. You, you've got different expectations. Uh, doesn't mean homes won't sell. Of course they will. Right. Um, they just might you know, it depends on the situation. You have to be hyper-focused on your, whatever the specific location and area is. And you have to look at different factors. Mm-hmm. You know, what is the um, new build market like? What is your competition like? What are other, what are the buyers in your area, you know, considering? Um, there's just a lot of things you have to be cognizant of as you're selecting that price. It can't only be the property that sold in may and the property that sold in march and right. this what is how we're pricing like? now you've yeah. got to consider that i mean those those comps are setting the price and they're going to help with whatever the appraised value is but there's a lot of other factors that you have to look at and, and right now looking at your competition is really important mm-hmm. um 
and looking at the demand, like one thing, whenever I go to put a property on, I'm always looking at the uh, showing demand. Like if you go into showing times, mm -hmm. you can um, aggregate certain types of data and you can see how many buyers are looking at and you can get pretty specific school district, price point, style of property. Sometimes I think you can even get into the neighborhoods and stuff, but mm -hmm. you can see like how many people went into a house that was the same profile as your house mm -hmm. in the last seven days, in the last 15 days, in the last 30 days. And that helps you set a good expectation yeah. for what, what are we going to see? Um, yeah. So yeah, it's a little different, but you know, like your, your listing, there's going to be a buyer out there for it. Mm -hmm. It's just um, maybe there's not 12 offers on it. Right. Um, and all we maybe, need is one. I don't need right. 12 buyers. I need right. one buyer. But, but price it according to that. Right. Now, I mean, also there are going to be those listings that still do get that type of draw and demand. It might not be an $800,000 price range, um, but you know, like in Columbus, median low below median and median priced homes are still moving pretty quick especially oh, yeah. the ones that are nice yeah. um my um two bedroom one bath went under contract you know in yeah. in one day honestly we got an offer before we went on the market nice and it was 20k over what we were going to list for and because it's in a, such a great area it's so cute and it was affordable it's affordable yeah. to people affordable, so you're yeah. going to find more people that want that same house versus this unique funky one that's eight hundred thousand. that's going to be a little bit harder to sell yeah and that kind of uh makes me think of what we talked about uh earlier before we started recording was you have to be aware it, the impact of rates. Okay, so let's shift over to that conversation. I just checked mm -hmm. on uh, Mortgage News Daily, and it looks like 30-year fixed is hovering just above seven, but th mm -hmm. they're usually a little high on their average. So you're probably looking at high sixes to seven for a rate on a 30-year fix today. Now, there's a lot of different options. What's your scenario? How could you go with a shorter term, like a five, one arm, seven, one arm, 10, one arm, possibly. I just talked to uh, a, a lender that does a lot of physician financing mm -hmm. and he was saying most, most of the physician loans right now are they're they're selecting a 10, one arm because it's a mm -hmm. little bit better rate. And you know, you've got 10 years to change out of that, whether you sell the house, whether you refinance it, you know, you're mm -hmm. speculating that you're going to do, you're going to move or you're going to refinance at least in the next 10 years. That's probably the case for most right, people. Most people. Yeah. Um, anyway, so the, the point I'm getting back to is you've got to know what you be, know what your payment is and be comfortable with your payment at that rate, knowing that you might be able to refinance it and get a better deal in the next couple of years. But mm -hmm. obviously don't speculate that you have to do that. You don't want to put yourself in a position where right. I have to refinance it in the next six months or I can't afford it. Like that's right. not where we want to be. That's not good. No. Um, which is brings me to another thing that um, we were talking about in the uh, uh the article I sent over to you, which was talking about some of the economics of what's to be expected. Um, the, this was a podcast I listened to. It was mostly geared towards multifamily housing, but it's sort of just talking about the economics and what they were saying is um, they didn't expect um, the fallout or the default rate to, to go crazy like it did in 2008 because people have a lot more equity in their homes. Yeah. 
and they most people are locked into a pretty low rate. So they're not necessarily going to be forced into a situation where they have to sell the house, they have right. to move, or they can't afford it. They're most likely going to be in a situation where it's like, oh, I just have to stay. I just can't move. Right. And that's okay. I can afford yeah, my payment. I, and I can something. stay here. So yep. that, that affects the market differently. It, it reduces supply. It doesn't increase. So unless there's a huge flood of, of supply to come on the market, that's when you're going to see a massive, you know, price drops because there's so many houses and there's not right. enough demand. Something like a, an iBuyer, you know, going belly up that has, you know, thousands of, of houses that like they, open door. Or something yeah. Like that. Now it's not from what I hear, open door is, is uh, doing pretty well, like with their cash position. So that's not likely to happen, but yeah, let's say a company like that just floods the market mm -hmm. with inventory because they, they go bankrupt. That wouldn't be bad for the, mm -hmm. the pricing situation, but uh, I, that's kind of a rare scenario. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is. So it's, just, it's not, it's not the same market. If, if you were, you know, you could, if you have to sell, you could sell. I mean, it's not like you're right. going to be in foreclosure. You're not going to have to really go into a, you know, that kind of situation because most likely you're going to be able to sell, pay off the debt and move forward. Yeah. This will you, change a lot of exactly, things. Exactly. So that, I mean, that to me is a good thing for the market and the healthiness mm -hmm. of being a homeowner, but it's, it's actually not a great thing for you and I necessarily because it does reduce the level of inventory. Yeah. Um, but, you know, this is just a market. It's a it's a typical market cycle. It's not something that's never happened uh, before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, we just got to roll with the punches. Yeah. So, you know, um, with the rates at the uh, where they are today, I mean, what kind of advice are you giving to people? So to me, yes, it can increase your mortgage rate or your monthly payment, excuse me. But in two years ago, we were fighting, I mean, like tooth and nail for a home, going 50, 60, 80K over asking to get a home at a 3% rate. Now you have a 7% rate, but you can negotiate 25K under, 30K under, 10K under, ask for yep. closing costs, ask them to repair things, ask mm -hmm. for a 10 day inspection. Like yep. you have so much negotiation power now that you can, I mean, you could ask for a rate buy down. You can ask them to contribute to your rate to where you can make that monthly mortgage payment great for you. Like the rate might be high, but don't let that scare you because the negotiation power you have in this market, because so many buyers are afraid to move right now yep. because of the media telling you the interest rates are high. They're, they're higher than what we've had, Absolutely. but they're, they're not high, like 1970 high, <laughs> right? Like it's, it's not like you're paying 20% interest rate. You're paying up to seven and then you have the negotiation power, which means you get it under and then you can refinance, which means you can make those payments smaller again and you have a home that you love. So that's kind of what I'm, I'm mm -hmm. trying to encourage the buyers into that. This is a fantastic negotiation market right now. It absolutely is. And I think it's that I said it like maybe a month or two ago, like now's the time to jump in and, and find a deal um, because, you know, the demand's probably going to change going into 2023 and the spring market's likely to ha uh, have a pretty Increase. high level yeah. of demand. Mm -hmm. um, and where will rates be? We don't know. I mean, I've 
heard forecasts that it's going to go up again before the holidays and then maybe into the late spring we'll see them decline slightly but who knows i mean they yeah, I mean, I've heard that we might see a decrease sooner than we, you know, than expected. So could th- be. who knows, really? Right. And we'll those de- those decisions haven't even been made yet by the right. people, uh, you know, at the Fed or whoever that make that decision. So we don't know. But right. um, the, the, the point is, you know, as demand goes up in the spring market, if rates aren't insane, then we're it's going to be a more competitive market than it is right now. So right. you can take find advantage a good, of it. Yeah, take advantage of it, especially if you're in a situation where you've got to, you know, you really are dragging your feet, but you've got to make a move for one reason or another. We talked about rates. We talked about the news headlines. Uh, specific to the, to your market, is there any other advice that you have for people? Um, I, I really think it's just to not be afraid to ask to not um, reach out to an agent in your area that you trust um, and kind of just educating you. I, I just mm-hmm. think it, it's, again, I, I, I press this point so often that it's up to us to educate our clients. And um, I think our market, especially Florida, I mean, people forget that it's November, right? So they're still moving and shaking like it's yeah. summer. Um, so there's still a bunch of listings that are hitting the market. There's still um, inventory that's coming. We don't slow down because we don't get a bunch of snow to stop us. We're, <laughs> we're still moving. Yeah. Um, and snowbird season is upon us. So a lot of people are coming into the state. Um, so I think that we are a market that never slows down. We mm-hmm. definitely slow down in you know, the beginning of the school year and the school year timeframe, but um, it's not as busy as summer. But at the same time, we don't necessarily notice a huge slower season. Yeah. Um, that's well, for us at least. And don't forget, you got elections coming up in, like, mm-hmm. I think, about a week. And yeah. traditionally, people are scared going up to yeah. an election and then the election occurs and then they're like oh okay we're still yeah. alive it's yeah like, i don't know what they think things is are still happen. happening <laughs> so then they get you know they're a little bit more enticed to get out there yeah and, you know. um, exactly you How mentioned it, well you mentioned a minute ago about prepare or having um the ability to negotiate again and uh i was so as of recently i think i've gone through like three or four um repair negotiations. Mm -hmm. And it was funny. I was um, joking with the other agent um, on one of these, you know, uh, negotiations that we're going through. And she was saying how it had been like two years since she'd gone through and this pretty high volume agent, like two years since she'd even gone through a repair negotiation. And, um, you know, I hadn't been that long for me, but Right. Um, but it was in the spring, it was a lot more rare. Like you take yeah. it as is, whether you're doing an inspection or not, you were most likely taking the property in as is condition where now, you know, we had a deal recently where I think we negotiated like close to 10,000 off, uh, not just off the price, but close to $10,000 worth of credits and repairs. And I wow. mean, that's a significant number uh, yeah. that you would not have achieved, you know, a few months ago. So it's actually a great thing. I mean, it's nice to um, to be a buyer in that position to, to say like, oh, I, I don't have to deal with making that necessarily doing that repair on my own. Now, there's always going to be things you got to deal with as a homeowner. Yeah. Never yeah. going to get it yeah. perfect, but no. it's, it's nice to have that uh, back in play a little bit. 
Yeah, and I, I mean, most agents know, I mean, for here, we have to have a clean four point to get insurance. So regardless of the market that we were in, we were still requesting any items that were on the four point to be taken care of by the seller, mm-hmm. whether or not they were going to do it you know, the majority of them did, like, we have to have this repaired, and I'm not going to have my buyers pay for it, because it's not their home yet. Yeah. So we still went through those negotiations. However, yeah, I mean, it's a market where if you have issues in regards to a home, and the home's been sitting for 30 days, and they're under contract now, they're not going to want to go back on the market, Mm -hmm. and then have the taintedness of it being back on the market they're going to fix those issues for you you're going to come to some sort of terms yeah yeah it's it's that's how it always used to be i mean Mm. um was talking to a lender friend of mine yesterday about what the market was like when we when we first got into real estate and people he was saying that a lot of agency works with were really getting scared because they're like, Oh, I put a listing on and I didn't get an offer like instantly. And they're like, he was talking to an agent was like telling him that she's like going to retire and get out of the business because she's worried about that. And I just thought it's kind of interesting. Like when I first got into real estate, you know, I worked as a buyer's agent and basically I would, you know, if i if I showed a property that my client was interested in and said, Hey, like, let's start up the paperwork to make an offer. Like in my mind, I was like, all right, going to get this deal because like, right. it, it, that was the climate you could negotiate. Yeah. We'll offer a little bit below. They'll counter back a little bit yeah. more. Then we'll do a repair negotiation. There was no worry if another offer coming on the table. Yeah. You were like, all right, let's negotiate. Let's talk. You'll yeah. get the offer soon. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and it was in everybody. It was actually kind of nice because the seller was happy to work with you. They were happy to have an offer. They didn't. They didn't necessarily have the expectation that they were going to get twenty five over their list price. In fact, they probably had the expectation that they were going to get going five or ten below. And and it's a yeah. different scenario. Um, but yeah. not, it's really not a bad thing for any of the parties involved. In fact, it's sort of a more fair playing field. One thousand um, percent. But for the people who just got lucky and you know took advantage of the market and. The agents that listen for 2% and, you know, under and got listings that are actually going to have to work now, um, they're going to end up falling off because they don't even know how to work in this market. Just like you said. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we might see an exodus of some of the agents, um, but there's a lot of smart ones that will, yeah. you know, stick it out with us. Just but um, yeah, so um, very interesting, and I'm I'm excited to see what 2023 has in store yeah. for the um, for the market. Um, so we talked a little bit about VA earlier. Um, mm-hmm. I just put a buyer under contract that is a VA, and they are uh, home sale contingent. So it was it should be a good deal. It should be an um, you know it shouldn't be a very difficult one, but it'll be there's going to be some. Um, probably some bumps along the way, but you were saying that your deal that you closed recently was pretty wild. Do you have any thing you want to share on it? It was the deal of the century. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This home, again, it's like a hundred year old home and the grand scheme of things it had been updated along the way in some of the areas, the inspection wasn't total disaster, 
but because it was a VA loan, they're going to have more things that need to be inspected, more mm-hmm. things that need to be repaired. And it wasn't really that bad in the grand scheme. Um, it's just, you know, when you get through underwriting, you, they like ask for one thing. Okay, we need this and we need this. Okay, done. All right, now we need this. Mm-hmm. Okay, done. Now we need this. And it's like, mother, could yeah, you just send a list? Yeah. Well, and that's... so my poor buyer was going through a physical breakdown because it just felt like one thing after the other. And they were also a home sale contingency. Mm. And we sold their home a week prior to us closing because we wanted to make sure the funds hit their account, that we were able to wire everything according to plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just was a little nervous to doing it the same day. Yeah. And um, which stressed my buyer out more, bless her heart, because she's like, are we going to have a roof over our head? If we don't close on this home, we're going to have to buy another home. And um, it was it was a lot for her, which made me feel awful. I mean, it really really, you know, buying a home is supposed to be super exciting and like, yeah, it's stressful. No deal. Like no purchase of a home, something that big is going to be a breeze. It's still going to have a little bit of stress along the way. Some are a breeze, but not often. Mm -hmm. So it just, it made me feel terrible that it just was causing her so much stress. Um, And everything that needed to be done, we were able to get it done quite quickly without an issue. But it was just the, the stress of it all made me made the whole transaction feel like it was awful yeah i mean it, when it comes to to that stuff it's it's a lot of it's about the expectations because mm-hmm. the reality is when you work with va um there's there are the there's a lot of red tape because it's you yeah. know government supported product and mm-hmm. that's just how our government works and yeah. um but you know if you understand the, the process and you know that that's what's going to happen then usually that takes a little bit of the edge off but no matter what like you said there's always just a little bit of you know you at the end of the day one person wants to sell the other person wants to buy right, right. can you just let us do that and that's kind yeah, of the we feeling. actually got her under con- got them under contract <clears throat> on the hundred year old home two like maybe a week and a half before we listed their home mm-hmm. got their home listed got it under contract sold their home before we purchased obviously like this new one I mean it was just a lot but I did learn a lot and like you said it kind of is us um that set the expectations so now in the future if I mm-hmm. have a hundred year old home that has a well and has you know all this stuff I'm like we need a water test we need to get the well inspected we need to get the WDO we need to get all x y and z oh, yeah. um and like you know yes obviously a WDO but like you know the well we need to make sure we get the water tested now we need to, you know there's just certain levels uh-huh. of things that you want to make sure that you you just are on the ball that way the underwriter already has everything they need to approve the loan yeah, and that's a good point because I've got to get well and septic tested on this deal that I was just talking about. <laughs> yes, yeah, make um, sure we get a water test too. We'll, we'll, dis- <laughs> we'll discuss this more uh, on the next episode, see where we're yeah. at with it. Yeah, um, good luck. Well, Are you, uh, so you're getting their listing too, right? Because yeah. it's uh, for sale. Awesome. Yeah, we'll be putting that on the market tomorrow, I think. Um, so likely before this actually airs but um yeah it should be a fun uh should be a fun listing um 
So we and are again, doing- those those first sale contingencies are being accepted now. Like yeah. I straight up negotiated that we are not listing this home until we get through inspection yeah. to make sure that we're actually going to buy the home. I'm not putting my my house on the market until we get through that. And it was accepted. Yeah, definitely would not be the case last summer. No, no, not all. Yes, yeah, so we got home sale contingency. We have a regular inspection period. We don't have any appraisal gap coverage. So those yeah. things are okay. And you know what? Yeah. This is it's it should shake out to be a fair deal for both parties involved. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, not, not would, yeah. but you know, it seems like it is going to be. Um, and so. and to my you know knowledge so far, you know, my clients super excited and I assume the sellers, um, you know, happy too. So, yeah, um, yeah. but we are getting close to the end of the year. It's November 1st. So holidays are coming up. I'm excited for that. Uh, I am excited for, we'll do some more like holiday, uh, do a holiday episode coming up soon. Yeah. Um, but, uh, what else, anything else do you expect for your market heading into November, December? Um, I think that up to Thanksgiving, it'll probably be a little normal and then Thanksgiving will hit and Thanksgiving or Christmas kind of can slow down a little bit because it's the holidays and mm-hmm. people just are like, we'll just do it after the holidays. Yeah. We'll do it after Christmas. And some people literally December 26th, my phone rings. Yeah. Um, so it's just like, they just need to like pause for that month. And then they'll pick right back up. So um, I think it's just really nurturing and 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 also checking in with the people that were wanting to buy early next year. Yeah, you know that's going to be around the corner. So it really is okay. Who do I need to follow up with? Who said they were going to buy next year? Who mm-hmm. you know may want to get in before Christmas on their new home this year? Um, so we'll see. Yeah. The, um, same here. I mean, typically the right at the end of the holiday season, just there's like a wave of people who are just in limbo, like, let me get right. through this. And um, so I, I expect that to be the case. Um, I think we're going to see a little bit of a spike leading into Thanksgiving because of the uh, election that's occurring on the 8th. Um, but that, who knows, you know, rates change and, you know, one direction or another, and that could impact that. So we'll just follow the market and see what happens. Um, Yeah. But we don't have a crystal ball. We're just going to kind of see what happens and adjust and uh, shift accordingly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, All right. Well, uh, this has been a great episode. Um, We will uh, definitely get back on here for another one leading into Thanksgiving. Are you coming to Ohio for Thanksgiving? For Christmas. Christmas. All right. Yeah. Good. Then we'll get together in person and do a recording there. I can't wait. All right. Awesome. Well, uh, thank you everyone for listening and uh, we'll talk to you.